Good morning, everyone. It's me, Steve, and my friends Jake and Jordan are both here. They're both handsome, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. On the Shock Factor podcast, to bring you some coverage of, you guessed it, college baseball. Fellas, how are we doing today? I'm so good, Steven. It's so good to be back with you. Uh, what a weekend we just had. And we are recording this very early on Wednesday morning uh, due to a variety of scheduling uh, decisions and realities. But I think it is appropriate that we are recording this bright and early to give us the kind of factor of, of wooziness and tiredness that the 2022 regional weekend uh, delivered for us. So, Jake, how are, how are you doing on this fine morning? I am doing great. Uh, I am in the driver's seat of my rental car. Shouts out to Geico! Um, I am in, I'm not driving the rental car. I am in it because there are people sleeping in my apartment. And like I said, it is bright and early. What better way to honor the work, effort, joy, passion, and focus of Mike Rooney and oh. Chris Burke on Squeeze Play than to be tired talking about college baseball. Holy shit. What a performance. <laughs> I mean, I know it'll be back technically for Super Regional Weekend, but it's really all about the the more than the quad box. The what what do we call it? What was the six box? What can we even call that thing? The that sex were, box. The sex box. That's that's honestly appropriate nice. that they're rolling out on, on Friday. Uh, what a what a performance. I truly could not have I could not do this podcast without them. <laughs> <laughs> I no. it would have been so difficult to follow all the action without squeeze play. It is an amazing program. So what are we going to do on this podcast, Stephen Shock? Hey, hey! Shout out to uh, our sponsor, S2 Cognition. Sponsors, S2 Cognition. Of course, thank you, thank you to them. Shout out to them. Uh, not a lot of continue. cognition for me we, right now hey. in the morning. <laughs> we uh, we we're going to be in Omaha soon, folks, and and we'll be we'll be all around all kinds of fun sponsors. So so okay, just you wait. You got all kinds of good content coming your way, but. For now, SU Cognition is sponsoring this podcast. We appreciate it. What are we doing on this episode? We are going to recap the supers. Sorry, recap the regular uh, regionals and preview the supers as only we can. We are going to tell you the 10 things we will remember the most, at least 10 moments, 10 things that we will remember the most from a truly historic and unbelievable regional weekend. As we go on, we <laughs> remember... We we remember uh, Stephen Shock. We have the list in front of us on our magic Google Doc. We do. And uh, why don't you start us off with the number one thing we will remember from the weekend of regionals, 2022. Number one most memorable moment, obviously. Holy shit, that was a lot of home runs. <laughs> um, the ball was pounded. It was pounded and. It, literally, no matter where you were, the ball was flying out. The wind was to your back, I think. Like, oh. I, I don't understand how wind works, and it's way too early for my brain to go in that trap of trying to understand wind. I think it has to do with the earth spinning. But somehow, the ball was blowing out everywhere we went, and there were, I don't know, an estimated 5 billion home runs. I think that's a close yeah, guess. Yeah, and I don't, again, because it's early and I didn't, I didn't pull up the exact numbers but they were they were reciting them all weekend on squeeze play and, and whatnot uh Jake the ball was carrying out in ways that was both delightful and chaotic and entertaining and goofy and with the combination of the warmer weather 
and the baseballs, which seemed to be very friendly to hitters, and the older hitters, and the terrible pitching in many of these regionals. Wow. Did we see a lot of home runs? When did you, how quick, I mean, it, it took a matter of hours before we were like, um, this is kind of goofy. It was just the amount of double-digit scores was really the big thing on Friday that you you were like, huh, are these the aces? <laughs> these are supposed to be the Friday night guys, right? The, the right. moment for me where it really got wacky was the Griffin Dorshing line drive homer, and we'll get to him in a second. Griffin, Griffin Dorshing on, on uh, Oklahoma State. He had a ball that I think was like skimmed the grass on its way out. Over the fence to left field. It killed a worm. Yeah, worm deaths. Eight. Worm burner home run is not supposed to be a thing. Yeah, and, like, that was when I was like, okay, this is silly. This, I mean, he's a freak, but, like, still, it was a little goofy. Now, they were talking on Squeeze Play, like, is this a good thing? Do we need to make a change? And I say no. I think that it's a very entertaining and chaotic um, style of play for an entertaining and chaotic weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it it fit the vibe of regionals splendidly. I don't think there were any teams that, like, Mickey Mouse home-runned their way to a regional win, <laughs> Yeah, I think. And it made me appreciate the teams that did pitch the ball superbly. No- Notre Dame, Stanford, Texas mm-hmm. State, teams yeah. like that. That's so a good while point. it was dumb, while it was dumb, undoubtedly, I <laughs> quite enjoyed it as a spectator. Uh, and let's just say, yes, Steve, anything, I mean, again, Oklahoma State was a big part of this narrative, so we're going to get to them next. But anything else just on the home runs in general? Whoa, whoa spoilers, <laughs> man. But, um, yeah, as many people may know, my brain is particularly smooth. And I know I may piss some people off when I say this, but... Home runs are so freaking sweet. Mm. I pitched. I, I I had saves. I had success. I would trade all of my success to hit just 10 collegiate home runs. I would runs. do it for one. Just 10. <laughs> 10. <laughs> 10. Well, you could have done it this well, weekend. Well, I'm greedy. This weekend would have been the time for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was literally the coolest thing. The ball's coming out. Like, I think it's cannonball material just wrapped in <laughs> leather. Because the thing is absolutely flying, and I'm 100% here for it. Like, people come to the yard, they want to see home runs. Like, obviously, like, no-hitters and things like that are cool for us baseball uh, purists or whatever you want to call it. But home runs are so sick, and they take literally no time at all. Maybe 30, 45 seconds total just between the trot, the celebration, and the new guys hitting. Like, come on. I love that instant gratification. Like, my attention span isn't huge, so seeing the cool shit happen fast, I'm here for Give it. Give yeah. Steven Shock his dingers. So, yes, that is easily, obviously, no doubt, the number one thing yes. that we will remember from the regional weekend. But number two, and it is kind of related, we mentioned it before, the Oklahoma State, the, uh, the Stillwater Regional, which we should say, before we talk about Oklahoma State a lot, Arkansas did win this regional. The Razorbacks are going to Supers. Woo, pig suey. Um, but this was the most I've ever been impressed and enthralled by a team that lost. Uh, they opened their <laughs> regional on Friday against Missouri State with a 10 to 5 win. Um, now, at one point, it was a it, 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 
it was a little close there in the sixth. But that was so many games ago that I know it sounds crazy. But that game itself was also was also pretty good. They were up six nothing. Missouri State fought back. Okay, great. Then they play Arkansas on Saturday in what was a truly sensational disaster in the top of yeah. the eighth inning, which involved. Um, let's just let's just read it back to you. Single hit by pitch, hit by pitch, pitching change, strikeout. Oh, we got a guy. Walk, no walk, hit. Walk, walk, hit by pitch, walk, pitching change, first pitch, grand slam. Trevor Martin, we'll get back to him in a second. Jalen battles, and then they run away with it. They win 16 to 12. Arkansas, or sorry, Oklahoma State at that point is obviously shell shocked to a pretty crazy degree. And what happens in the next game? They go down 12 to nothing to Missouri State. And at this stage, even knowing the ball is flying like crazy, it was very easy to say. Well, they died on Saturday night, <laughs> and Chris that Burke, was that. <laughs> Chris Burke, to his credit, was like, they're going to come back. When they went down 12-0 on squeeze play, he was like, they're going to come back. <laughs> really? Because I, yes, I heard that <laughs> like when it was at first 12-0, there were references to like, well, that would be a pretty crazy comeback. I, I, but, but to your point, yes. I mean, again, I, what did what they did know? They know? They had the they had the script. Now, even if they thought they could come back, would they believe that they would win the game twenty nine to fifteen? Probably, probably not. Um, this was a ridiculous game. Now, the main takeaway from this one, besides, of course, you know, scoring twenty nine runs after being down twelve nothing, uh, Trevor Martin, who gave up the home run on the first pitch to Jalen Battles the night before, and then threw another. 10 or 15 pitches, came in down 12 nothing, and struck out 16 in relief and threw 126 pitches uh, over six and two-thirds. This is, I think, one of the most heroic relief performances I've ever seen, ever, in my life. Um, now, were people mad because he was throwing 126 pitches a day after he already pitched? Yeah, of course. Sure. Good luck? Maybe not, right? But Trevor Martin gave his team a chance to win, not just in that game, but in their remaining games. And while they did come up short, we have to salute that performance. Holy shit, Trevor Martin. I will also a lot of- I will remember Rock Riggio. Yes. Fr- from the next day, just to fast forward, uh, Oklahoma State beats Arkansas on Sunday evening to force the Monday game. Well, that was the same day, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. On Sunday, on Sunday evening, after they beat Missouri yes, after State, they, they played like day, 11 yeah. hours of baseball. Yes, yes, yes. And they came back against Arkansas in the must win. And then they just kind of ran out of juice there at the end on Monday. But I will remember Rock Riggio, their shortstop, and his flowing dyed blonde locks, his sprint around the bases, the way that he started bowing to the crowd. I will remember that he struck out with the bases loaded in two outs. Uh, down two runs on Dude's the Monday a game. Dude's a freshman. He He's a freshman. A lot, lot of variants. I'll remember uh, Jackson Holiday, the son of Matt Holiday, and mm-hmm. um, impending top six draft pick in a, oh, two yeah. months in the oh, crowd yeah. at Obrate, uh, just like looking at the scoreboard with a look of awe on his face. That's like maybe I do want this. Um, that will surely go away when he sees a fat check for like six and a half million dollars um and i will just remember uh the 2020 
to Oklahoma State baseball team as a club that left it all out there and probably should have had a little bit more pitching. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of college athletes that have a shirt that say, "Today I gave my all for blank university," and it's typically something that'll be worn to like six a.m. lifts. Like, man, we're going through the war here, and it's like, no, you're done at seven a.m. Then you're in math class next next hour. These guys literally they earn that shirt. Yeah. If there is a today I gave my all for Oklahoma State yeah. shirt. They all need to wear it, and someone needs to put an extra one on Trevor Martin. Yes. Well said. Well said. Uh, not to mention the heartbreak in Oklahoma State softball in the Women's College World Series. Oh. It, was, it was a tough weekend for the Cowboys and Cowgirls of Stillwater, but we salute you. We salute those fans. We salute what appeared to be a crazy uh, environment in what is obviously a, a pretty amazing stadium that sure is homer friendly <laughs> um uh but yes so still water we will we will never forget uh regional weekend 2022 all right let's move on to back to the side of the country where uh i was in attendance for the winner take all yukon maryland game maryland uh had a similarly catastrophic top of the first inning or sorry bottom of the first inning as the Oklahoma State game against uh, Arkansas, where they walked four in a row, then hit someone, then gave up a grand slam. Uh, and so Terps were down early after coming back, you know, forcing the game on Sunday night. And then they started to claw their way back. Bubba hits a homer. It's 10 to 7. College Park, the bomb is bumping. And then the play that has now been seen like two million times. Then I see this clip keeps getting shared. Um, I mean, look. Here's the thing. We've seen this play before in majors. Like, this was not a play that was completely never seen before. But in the context of this college baseball game, this call where Bubba Lean uh, essentially grounds the ball down the line, the pitcher picks it up, he tries to field it and throw to first, and Bubba uh, collides with the first baseman who's standing on first base. He is called out for interference. More importantly, the runner on third, because the way the rule is written, is not allowed to score, even though he would have scored under any circumstance because it would have only been two outs. Um, the runner goes back to third. Bubba's called out. Bubba can't believe it. College Park can't believe it. Everybody watches the replay and says, this rule's dumb, and we hate this. And, it sucks uh, the energy out of the place. And it was basically uh, yeah. game over at that point. And then, yeah, and at that point, um, <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, it was two outs. Uh, I mean, yeah, they still had another chance, and they were, you know, they were still, you know, down by, down by. It was ten eight at that point. Um, but at that point, then it was just like half an hour straight of everyone, you know, yelling "fuck you" at the ump, and it, it just sucked, man. It was really unfortunate. And you know, we'll get to another ump- umpire-related thing a little bit later. But Jordan, did you I, yell at the ump? No, I'm, you, you, you know, Jake. And also, I'm not. While I was obviously pulling for Maryland, like it was not as personal for me, <laughs> so I <laughs> was not about to be as screaming at the umpire in the same way. But boy, do I not blame people. It was very unfortunate. And I think, Jake, I think your tweet kind of summed it up. Uh, yeah, it it's the type of thing where letter of the law, you can make an argument that it's the right call. Right, because sure. Bubba does deviate from the line. Now it's yeah, a bad, a little bit, yeah, a it's little a, bit, it's a, and it's a, a bad. Rule in general, it's the right? dumbest rule. Yeah, it's dumb. a stupid rule, and there's like the clause in there that's like if they don't interfere, and he didn't interfere, and like, 
But the issue that I have is that umpires are looking to call this. Yeah. We're like, you just don't need to call this. If they didn't call this, no one would have been like, man, I wish that ump had called that. You know? <laughs> no Can one, I also no just say that there was, a, and there was another moment that really made this even worse that I, I don't know if anyone would have noticed, but it really like summed it up of like how much how much Maryland was pissed at the situation. The next inning, or bottom of the eighth, uh, Maryland hits a couple guys. See, so they hit a first guy. And they review it because they're like, "Oh no, it was a foul ball." Oh, just kidding. It was, it was, a, it was a, it was a hit by pitch. And then, then they hit another guy in the leg, and they hit UConn in the leg. And the ump does our favorite, stay right here, right? But as soon as he oh. did it, I was like, "Oh no, that actually wasn't an example of that." And they reviewed it and they put him on first just to make the oh. Maryland fans even more pissed. And I was like, oh, my God, this is just like I can't believe this umpire yeah. is going to make it out of here. And it was just and, and here's the other thing. I hate having to fucking talk about umps. I hate it. It's not interesting. And when they blow calls like this, it sucks because I'm like, don't make it about like umps. Don't make it about you because we don't want to talk about you. And I don't want to complain about you. And I want to talk about the baseball. And I don't want this to be any, in any situation be about the umpires. And still, the way Maryland lost the game is still mostly on Maryland. Okay, they were in that situation because of how you know it got to that point and lack of pitching X Y Z, right? And this so is that the thing about the series. Yes. yes, this is the thing about the series where mm -hmm. I don't actually feel all that bad. Like I feel bad for Maryland because they, they got screwed, but they gave up a ton of runs, man. Yeah, you can't you can't give up thirteen runs and be like, dang, we got completely worked over. Yeah. Like you can't do that in a regional <laughs> final. I understand it's the end of your pitching staff, but like. You went, like you said, you went, what, walk, 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 hit by pitch, bing, bong, bam, boom, <laughs> yes. in the first. Yeah. And, love Bubba Lean, he rolled over. He chopped the ball to the infield. He didn't, like, hit a piss rod to the wall. Right, he dribbled right. it. He got lucky. Like, I understand that that's baseball. I know, I know, I know. I'm just yeah. saying, like, they still could have won the game. And, last thing, that really sucks about the whole dumb play here, takes away from what was an incredibly impressive performance from UConn, to go yes. into College Park and beat the yes. Terps twice on their own field. Yes, yes, yes. I think the most impressive thing about that play, not that there was much impressive, <laughs> the fact that the first baseman's sternum remained intact after Bubbly <laughs> ran into yes. him. Because that dude is a well-built man, and he was going pretty fast. I think under circumstances, I would have folded like a folding table. So... Good on the UConn first baseman for you know staying alive. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was it was very chaotic and just unfortunate all around. And 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 it just again for, for Bubba in particular, like an unbelievable career to end that way is is really shitty. So it is what it is. I mean, again, like right when you when you zoom out and you think of the bigger picture, it's not like oh wow this cost them it right. Of course it feels that way in the moment. Of course it does, um, and that's fine. Uh, but anyway, we obviously have to mention that. All right. Speaking of umps, speaking of <laughs> yeah, speaking umps, of umps, this is a good good transition. <laughs> this was uh, um, let's talk about ECU. ECU returned to the Super Regionals, um, which we love to see. Shock! I have a question for you about that in a second. But the star of the show this weekend was Bryson Morell, one of the many twenty three year olds absolutely dominating college baseball this weekend. This dude just took everything over holy shit he was sensational uh, i believe he had three or four home runs in the weekend the final of which got a lot of play because he launched a ball 3-0 pitch already up by like nine and he just kind of put the exclamation point on the clincher and he watched it a totally reasonable amount 
and our umpire friend uh, decided to give him a little nudge ski. Uh, Steven Shock, what'd you see on this one? <laughs> um, something freaking stupid is what I saw. Because I watched that whole game because I'm locked in on ECU right now. I think it's all the pirate-themed mini-golf growing up that's just wearing off. But this dude hits an absolute missile in a game where Coastal has pimped every ball they've hit. <laughs> Literally every ball. Shout out Nick it Lucky, who also had short. a fantastic weekend. Yeah, and like rightfully yeah, so. Should. They hit the piss out of some balls. But if another team's getting upset over you pimping a home run, that's like me saying – looking at my dog and saying, hey, you just shit on the floor. You can't do that. And then I turn around and shit all over the floor. Oh, you can't? That's not <laughs> That's not work. allowed? Can't. But here. Well, it is allowed. Just don't tell the dog it's not then, you know? But here's the thing. Like, the, the, the part, because by the way, well, while pushing a player is insane, and I've never seen that, right? But we've seen over the last few years countless examples of umpires yelling at the players to run. That, is, that has become all too common. Like, I have seen that many times. The thing that I don't understand is who is that for? Because I don't get the sense that Gary Gilmore was asking the umpire to tell the ECU no. players to run. So I'm like, who are you doing this for? Like, I understand the and, – and, you know, Burke said, Burke said this on Squeeze Play. It's like, oh, we're trying to not let the game get out of hand. But it's like, why are you the one protecting the players' feel? Like, they're going to be pissed anyway. If you push them around the bases, yeah. you're not helping matters. It's just making it's a ridiculous look. It's a terrible look. Obviously, the the you know the the, hypocr- the hypocritical nature of uh, you know, as everyone has pointed out of if you touch an ump, you get suspended however many games, and if an ump touches you, apparently that's fine. Like the, it's really a ter- it's extremely goofy and a hilarious clip for sure, but it's a horrible precedent. And I hope that I, I hope that we stop seeing stuff like this because it is so ridiculous for them to be doing it on behalf of the other team who is also pimping home runs. So it makes no sense. College it. baseball I yeah, I has it. progressed faster than the umps have reacted to it, I yeah. think. And they just need a little software update. Really, that's all it is. But I, <laughs> but I also think that Berkey made a good point on squeeze play, which is that like. Then there are some, obviously, some umps that are like, go, do literally are not stopping anything and are letting anything happen, which we support and we love, right? But there is an inconsistency Four. there because there are some places like Knoxville where it's like anything goes, nothing's going to be stopped. And apparently, there are some umps that are like, no, we have to slow this down. And so that's where the inconsistency really becomes ridiculous. And I hope that umps can get on the same page because if they're doing it for themselves, then that's just fucking embarrassing. So anyway, sure. Yeah, I think. Uh... Two things. If the umpires didn't want the game to get out of hand, maybe don't let one team go up 13. I don't know if they need to go on the mound and pitch or what. And number two, I would love to see this same umpire try to do the same thing with Rock Riggio's sprint home run because he would just get absolutely dusted. No, he would. And I think it would be He would hilarious. have to, like, grab onto, like, his – his belt and like sketch like he's doing Tony Hawk. <laughs> I I actually saw him put rollerblades exactly. on trying to keep so, up. So I mean, look, it's hilarious and incredibly terrible and just this stupid look. And I don't I don't know if there was an explanation for it, but whatever, we know what it was. All right. Also, weird weird place to shove someone from. That you know? too, or not shove, but guide someone. I just I'd go. That's the small of the back. Um, what are we doing? All right, let's move on to number thing. five. The <laughs> yes. fifth thing we will remember. And this is one that has stuck with me. I described this to Jordan yesterday. Steven Schock, you know this feeling all too well. When your season ends as a baseball player, for the next week, 
you are a bit of an emotional mess. Um, it's like when you get home from summer camp and everything else feels lame and purposeless and all you want to do is just chill with your buddies and be in that moment again of playing postseason baseball. Texas State yeah. losing to Stanford in the heartbreaking walk-off fashion that they did has somehow instilled in me that feeling for them. I woke up again today sad that Texas State season is over. I have no connection to Texas State. I have never been to San Marco. Okay, I have never even heard of Texas State before this season, to be honest with you. <laughs> Didn't even know it was a school. But on this morning, I still wake up and I mourn for their season. The Texas State Bobcats were my favorite team to watch all year. They should have hosted a freaking regional. The fact that they weren't in the mix to do that is very unfortunate. And it's one of the few teams who had, like, some pitching. They deserve yeah. to be in a super regional. So my yeah. heart breaks for them. Yes, uh, well said. I think in the way that it lost, I mean, to play such a good game there at the end with Stanford to force that or to, you know, to get to that last game. And um, they, they, were, they were matching them. They were absolutely matching them. And, and how quickly it happened with homers on, like, the first three pitches of the ninth and then the walk-off, which we have to say, shout-out to, I think, Trevor Haskins is his name. Um, dude has, oh, like, yeah. 10 at-bats all year as a true freshman and a pinch hit because they, you know, made some subs earlier on and then comes up with that incredible at-bat at the end and walks it off. Uh, Stanford is an amazing team, and they're obviously deserving and also belong in a Super Regional, but which is, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it came at the expense of Texas State. And we hope that uh, the best way that they can come back from this is Paul Goldschmidt, Texas State, former Texas State Bobcat winning MVP, which might happen. So that, that, that they, can, they can still root for that. But, no, I agree with you. It is super-duper like important. Tristan Stivers, who'd been their closer all year, coming and starting. Delivering that, an amazing performance. He was incredible on Monday. Like, yeah. that's such a crazy ask, too. Like, Stephen Schock and I know that as, re like, relievers, the idea of starting a baseball game sounds inconceivable and yeah. exhausting what, to me. What's that mean? <laughs> Yeah, you're just on. You're just there. They don't have to call down and be like, "Hey, come in." Like you, you're just gonna be starting the game. Yeah, and as a reliever, that's the worst situation because the best part of being a reliever is just being in the bullpen, fucking around and not paying attention. <laughs> so, them asking you to lock it in from pitch one is kind of a big ask. <laughs> yeah, he delivered. Well said. Anyway, so Bobcats, we salute you, Stanford. You are very, very impressive, and we will see you in the next round all right let's move on halfway home 10 things we remember from regional weekend let's talk about number six incredible we waited this long but let's talk about tennessee uh tennessee uh they didn't lose however they did have some interesting baseball games they 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 had a few moments there sure they beat alabama state 10 nothing uh and then campbell gave them a little scare but they win that 12-7 georgia tech game though Boy, it felt like maybe they could have held on, but ultimately the inevitability of the Volunteers overwhelmed Georgia Tech and uh, Tennessee will be hosting Notre Dame this weekend. Uh, but Jake, one moment from the Tennessee uh, weekend that you'll remember. Jordan Beck, laser beam in a double over the center fielder's head at the top of the ninth inning, I believe, to tie the game up at four. Um, after Tennessee had spent the entire game swinging pool noodles up there, 
this was the moment where it was like, oh, right, this is the best team in, in the country and the best team we've seen for some time. And that moment was, of course, punctuated, as Stephen Schock noted on the Twitter machine, that Jordan Beck may have been giving the bird uh, to the outfielders as he rounded first base. <laughs> Tennessee is the most – they're so hateable, and that's why I love them. They are rooting for the villain. They are so entertaining. They are like a circus. They're a show, right? Dude, I – I it, I honestly think they were wearing even more eye black this weekend. <laughs> I felt like every guy that they panned to, I was like, Cortland Lawson wasn't wearing this much last week. <laughs> it it's, felt like they hammed it up even more. It is a performance. It is theater with a baseball game going on nearby. Yes. And, like, yes. that's okay. That's fine. The Sports are interesting when there are clear characters involved. And Tennessee is freaking great for the sport. And I am rooting for them. I hope they win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They are super talented. They play very hard. And maybe flicking off people in the middle of a game <laughs> is not something that we should be celebrating. But to people who say that, I'm giving you the bird. Because <laughs> irreverence <laughs> is, is joy. And it, it is certainly interesting. Yeah, and I think that's a great way to put it. They're, they're entertainers who are better than everybody else at baseball right now, and I'm here for it. Like, love them or hate them, they're, they're good for the game of yep. baseball. Like, don't like it? Beat them. Sorry. <laughs> Frickin' beat them. The Vols are now 56-7. and seven. Fitting with the theme of entertainment, they still managed to allow Georgia Tech to bring the go-ahead run <laughs> to, the, to the plate in the bottom of the ninth, but then... Redmond Walsh. Shut that shit down. If you want to um, listen to maybe how there were a couple of drinks in the armor that weekend, I'm sure you could listen to the D1 baseball. Like you could listen yeah, to yeah, yeah. the Obviously, real guys. Obviously, look, they, they, it was not a flawless performance. Yeah, they know more than they me. They certainly kept us entertained. All right, let's move on to number seven. We'll, we, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about Supers here after. But number seven, one more umpire. This is more replay-related than umpire-related. Uh, Michigan-Louisville. Also on Monday, totally crazy game. Great game. Michigan, uh, totally wild game. Uh, obviously, Louisville, Michigan went 2-0 in this regional, and then Louisville battled back, won on Sunday night uh, to force the final game. Um, and uh, essentially, we had a play where a double uh, by Louisville would that, that tied the game or took the lead, I believe. Tied the game. Uh, uh, tied the game, RBI double. But on the replay, you can pretty clearly see the – I don't blame the ump in the moment for the call. Uh, but when they did go to replay, you can see his fingers bend back when the glove makes contact with it before his hand reaches the base. But they did not overturn it. They called him safe. And then, like, 30 seconds later, Cam Masterman hit an absolute rocket uh, to the playground in left field. And uh, and Louisville's moving on. And it doesn't suck for Michigan. It absolutely sucks for Michigan. Uh, this is sort of another situation where it's like, well, you shouldn't have given up 100 runs on Sunday night and then a bunch more on Monday. Um, but this was, yeah, as bad of, bad of a blown replay as I've seen. This so, was worse because it was like a they get out of the inning if the call's made. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it was interesting. They said that the replay goes to Pittsburgh. 
And it made me think. <laughs> and I like to think of the guy who watches the replay as the one, the guy from New Girl who's in the new Jurassic World movies, who he's just sitting in his booth watching the security footage playing with his toy dinosaurs. So, and then when, when they call him, he's like, oh, shit, shit, sorry. That's funny that you make that yeah. reference, which I certainly don't know at all. Jake, does anything come to mind when you think go to replay? Because I have another different. I think of reference. it as like, uh, like almost like the bat phone. Okay. Like okay. guy <laughs> has in a swivel chair, eating a sandwich. Phone yes. rings. He turns Similar. on his TV. Like yes. inco- to me, it's like incompetent. Comically incompetent security guard during a heist. Okay, so you're thinking security guard. That's exactly. For me, I think about Wade in Kim Possible, uh, the kid who's just like behind the computer (laughs) where he's like kind of guiding everything and he's like kind of watching everything. He's like, you know, the the 10-year-old who's just like helping Kim do everything. That's what I think of. So we all think about different things. But yes, apparently the replay system is in Pittsburgh, which is a little strange. That said, uh, whoever's looking at the replay, uh, yeah, tough. Look harder. That, look harder. Um, unfortunate. <laughs> I, and, and, and last thing I'll say about this, I just hope we don't have any more. Um, I, I'm sure we will. I hope we don't have any more ums and replay-related shit that we have, we have to remember from uh, this postseason, but we have to mention it. All right. So we on to number eight. Uh, this was not a regional I spent a ton of time watching, although shout-out to VCU who had a hell of an effort. But we have to say the name Vance Honeycutt on this podcast. One, because it is an amazing baseball name. And two, because he has come out of nowhere to be uh, one of the best players in college baseball. In the outfield, at the plate. He Okay, he has like 24 homers and 29 steals in a college baseball season. And yeah, obviously the ball's juiced and everyone's setting home run records. But like if they go to the last game of Omaha and he just stays scorching, are we just going to see a 30-30 season like that? Like, like what is going on in college baseball right now? But he is amazing. The reason I love Vance Honeycutt is not because of how how good he was this weekend and all season long. This was not a Dylan Cruz situation where when he showed up on campus, it was like, oh, he's going to be the best, like, already, and he was. Vance Honeycutt, while he was picked out of high school by the Giants in the 20th round, was not a famous high school player by any means. And now he's like, watch the fuck out. I'm the best player on the field. And I'm super impressed with him. And while I haven't watched a lot of UNC and I don't find him that compelling, he is worth watching and will be worth watching uh, single-handedly this year. So had to shout out Mr. Honeycutt. He is very, very, very good. And uh, him against him against Arkansas will be a fun matchup this weekend. Um, yeah, and not to mention his uh, robbed yep. home run mm-hmm. that he robbed. That, w- that, that was, was a cool. legitimate, He's legitimate awesome. home run robbery. That was, that was fantastic. He's also, like, number one on the list of guys in college baseball I would buy a Hummer from just based on that. <laughs> How's it going? Well, I'm going to Vance Honeycutt a Hummer. I'm here. Yes. I don't do, – do do individual Hummer dealerships still exist? I, that's a good – They should. They should. I'm sure in certain parts of the country. If um, I was I Vance do, Honeycutt, my NIL deal would be Honeycutt's Honeycutt, and it would mm-hmm. be a business where he, like, he cuts up honeycombs for you. And then shits it to you. Maybe maybe he can work on that. Maybe he can work on that after he's done, you know, carrying UNC to, to Omaha. Honey cuts honey. Uh, but he um, also, <laughs> I used to be obsessed with Hummers. I just want to admit that. There was oh, big, me too. Big yellow I mean, Hummer. There were, I think <laughs> it, there was, 
like that's what we yep. all aspired to have growing up was a big yellow Hummer. Jordan, this is I do you know what I think it is? This I do before we knew that car. gas was going to cost five thirty-five in the year twenty twenty. <laughs> I think uh, I think what it is for us is we grew up in the region that the Eastern Motors commercial. At Eastern Motors, Motors. <laughs> Yo, Yo job, job, your job, your credit. credit. <laughs> At Eastern Motors. All right, let's move Motors. on. Number nine. Ben Hummer, ben. Deep in the heart of Texas, gentlemen, the Schloss the, Bowl. Did Jordan, not the Republic of Texas. Come on. Yeah, but deep in the heart of the what Republic of been. Texas, sure. That's not the yeah. song. Uh, TCU, Texas A&M. The number of times they cut to Jim Schlossnagel during, this, during these games was, <laughs> I mean, they were showing him more than they were showing the game. They might as well have done like a split screen. Schloss cam. <laughs> Schloss cam, which, by the way, is extra funny because he is a extremely generic looking person, coach. He doesn't make particularly interesting facial expressions he doesn't react one way or the other if his team is winning or losing it is, he is not, not tony vitello he is not an interesting nope. watch but of course they had to show him because of the history here and the, but i did appreciate it because in that last game which was a great game uh, and a bit of a slugfest as all the games were um it did make me think about like how he was feeling because it was very much a like you could tell both sides were, were really trying to prove something. So that was a great a great series. Uh, two teams I haven't watched much of this year, but it was very entertaining. Dylan Rock is oh, talk about good twenty three year old baseball players. That it reminded me the whole thing reminded me of like you know when you have a family and then you leave your family for a completely different family, um, and then you know like, that. TFW, of course. Yeah, and then like you're out to dinner, (laughs) you're out to dinner with your new family, and you run into your old family at dinner, and then like your old family and your new family are both trying to impress you at the same time. Have you guys ever had that happen to you? Yeah, that, and also, also like, and 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 you're looking at your old family like, my new family, they gave me all this money, like what am I supposed (laughs) to do? I'm sorry, like, you get it, right? Like Everyone I had to go. <laughs> Your old family is like, you know what? I know that you brought me into this world, but like that's that's the right decision. You know, it's just a little uncomfortable. Uh, honestly, like you don't want to look at them. Also, side note, Schloss Bowl is a great that insult. Was... <laughs> I think. I. I. Hey, man! You spilled water on me, you fucking Schloss Bowl. <laughs> We should work that. Hopefully, they can work that in during the broadcast, um, during the A and M Super. Uh, okay, <laughs> but you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, I for sure, man, yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. That situation happens to me at Denny's every weekend. That's so uncomfortable, dude. <laughs> we um we were we were robbed of uh, of an Arizona LSU Super where Jay we Johnson had, Bowl. We would have had Jay Johnson Cam, but alas. All right, our last thing that we will remember is really all the things that will not be remembered as much because the teams lost. Uh, But the truth is that even the teams, almost all the teams that even were eliminated had some pretty badass moments this weekend. And so we just wanted to salute those that maybe lost to the ether because these teams are not moving on. But to Air Force, to Columbia, to... 
you know, Coppin State, who put up a fight, to Army, who, of course, put up a fight. That's what uh, they do. To, to Central Michigan, fire up Chips, who put up a fight. To the fire LSU up. comebacks in the first two games, which were completely incredible. Uh, that was amazing. Obviously, to the Maryland game on Sunday night, which was super fun. And to the one that I, I just have. I mean, the Karsten Finvold performance for Florida was sensational. A freshman Incredible. lefty going 116 pitches against Oklahoma. In um, relief. In relief. And there has not been a nine-inning <laughs> relief appearance to complete a game. Like, starter gets injured or is ineffective. Guy comes in and, like, finishes it out with no outs in the first. That has not happened in the big league since 1988. Also, like, so Timmy Manning, who started the game, it was hit by pitch, wild pitch, wild pitch, walk, walk. Got so, yeah, go I, guess you got, I guess you got to pull him. I guess you got to go get him. So, yeah, Carson Finvold, now, you are now a name I will definitely be be keeping an eye on next And he was season. just throwing, like, 80 poo. That was the best part. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Uh, Shock, any other moments from teams that did not win that you wanted to, to shout out? Those are honestly some of the biggest ones I remember. But, you know, I just wanted to say, while we'll remember it and other people may not, that is all because of S2 Cognition, <laughs> which sponsors our podcast. Well said. But also Zane Harris of oh, Wright State. Oh, that's a great one. That's show. a great one. The dude is a unit. He is a grown man playing college baseball. And I, I, I'm i I'm upset that his season's yeah. over. I love Wright State. Yeah, I'm I, totally with you. I just love how their whole plan is just – we're, we're going to hit the ball further than other people, and hopefully that works yeah. out. Yeah. You know? uh, also, um, Vanderbilt put up a hell of a fight, too, uh, in, the, in the Oregon State Regional. Uh, Bradfield was un- unbelievable. Oh, my God. He's I'm, gl- so I'm glad we have baseball. another year of him in college baseball. Seriously. Yeah, he's um, going to be a very Spencer Jones also going to be very wealthy. Uh, and then I guess this is your chance now to say bye to UVA. Uh, Stephen Shock. Before we move on to the supers and, and say womp, his womp. <laughs> well, actually, this is great. So this is our last episode. The podcast has <laughs> no reason to go on now that EVA has been it's, it's been, been out. It's been yeah. real. That's the shock factor. See you guys. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Uh, UVA womp womp. Good season, boys. Yeah, and like you said about Bradfield, thank goodness we got another year of Ray Geloff, right? Yes, that kid's so good um, at baseball. So, Just set a new RBI record. It's all right. So what? It's all right, Shock. You'll get your, your time to, to, to flex at the end about the Cape Home Open Vikings. So hold, hold that thought. All right, let's okay. move on to right. super quick, super duper, speedy, supers preview so we can go on about our day. Uh, we're not going to talk about every matchup here, but we have our eight. Uh, Notre Dame at Tennessee, Texas at ECU, Louisville at Texas A&M, Oklahoma at Virginia Tech, UConn at Stanford, Arkansas at North Carolina, Ole Miss at Southern Miss, and Auburn at Oregon State. Guys, what are you going to watch absolutely zero minutes of? Well, can I say before we do that? Pac-12 baseball. (laughs) What did you say? Pac-12 baseball. The pancreatic 12. We finally watched some this weekend. Um, Here's the thing. I love that it's staggered because there will just be a game. You know, barring weather, there should just be a super regional game on for three straight days, right? I do like that. However, it is weird that some teams will be on their way to Omaha before Oregon State takes the field. <laughs> like, there, or even, yeah, even Southern Miss, like, because of the way that it's worked, a team will have won two games before some of these have started, which is goofy. Um, 
Jake, what's the number one? Actually, pick the three. You can. How about this? Here's the game. You can only watch three Super Regionals. Which ones are you watching? Jake Mintz, what are your picks? Ole Miss and Southern Miss because, you know, Miss. Yep. That's that's a must. <laughs> miss yep. a must. Um, my second pick would be. Can't miss. I would then watch Notre Dame and Tennessee. Notre Dame last year got screwed by being sent to the Mississippi State Super. Mm-hmm. This year they kind of got screwed going to the Tennessee Super. Tennessee, I would, you know, always have to watch them. And then the third one, I would probably go Oklahoma at Virginia Tech because Oklahoma's hot right now. That offense is absolutely rolling. But Virginia Tech's lineup might be the best in college baseball, top to bottom. So those – and that's like a place that's never hosted a Super before, and I think that the atmosphere would be great. Or a Super in general for them. Or has been to a Super at all. So, yeah, those are my three picks. Uh, Shock, what about you? Um, so number one, Notre Dame at Tennessee is one I'm going to be watching. And this is not my joke. This is actually Jake's, but it is literally Globo Jim versus the average <laughs> Joes. And that's why I'm tuning in because I want to see if the average Joes can pull Yeah, it and I was going to say that before, just talking about Tennessee. This will be a hilarious contrast because Georgia Tech is not like they're good and they're talented and honestly they have some similarities to Tennessee and so it wasn't really it was kind of a clashing of styles and they weren't going to out Tennessee Tennessee right but like Notre Dame is going to do this in a totally different way and if they pull it off oh man I mean god the takes are going to be flying like crazy all right they could do it they really could do it they, Notre Dame could absolutely pull this off but I would be still be surprised all right uh okay so that's a good one then what's what would be what would be another one and then Texas at yeah. ECU just because you know, Texas has like the nicest facilities in America, and they're going to go to ECU where the fans are just going to be all sorts of yep. rowdy, just shitting on them left yep. and right. And I think, you know, it it's a fan base where the hand gesture pisses them off enough. <laughs> so I cannot imagine that what verbal harassment might do. And then UConn and Stanford. I think that one's going to be sick just because UConn has to go across the whole freaking yeah. nation yep. to get there. And I, I also want to say, I think, speaking to the point about there's always going to be a baseball game on, I think they should just say fuck it and have one super regional at Hawaii's field. <laughs> just because Hawaii provided me a lot of late night baseball. Oh, so we just think, start way late? Okay. I mean, we do have our, our a decent amount of geographic. Uh, Plus, they, they have better commercials. Here, all that's I get true. is That's true. That's actually Zampec, a great point. I do support that. Is, it's a boring commercial, but the Hawaiian commercials, it's like public access TV commercials <laughs> that are made at home, and I love uh, it. I agree with Jake's picks. Those would be my three. My only qualm with Ole Miss and Southern Miss is, like, that's going to be all about the atmosphere, less about the players. Like, there is some star power on Ole Miss with Tim Elko and Jacob Gonzalez, but, like, Southern Miss is more of just, like, an old, awesome college team. I mean, the pitching staff's really special and, and, and a little bit younger. But, I mean, yeah, Oklahoma and Virginia Tech has some dudes that they're going to be playing. Um, certainly same thing with Texas and ECU. Uh, I think Ivan Melendez will probably make that park look pretty small at some point uh, this weekend, <laughs> if it isn't already. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and, yeah, and, and Sonny D going out west, I think that will be fun uh, to see Sonny D against Oregon State. So, But I, I agree with Jake's picks. I think those three are definitely, are, are definitely my favorites. All right, we did we it. Did it. We did a podcast. Now I do. Should we let shock the little flex two things, a little bit? Two, yeah, things. two things. Number one, Go reminder: ahead. we're going to Omaha, boys. Yeah, uh, in we are on the road in a week. In a week, well, we're, we're going in th- two days. No, but, but I understand yes. we're going in two yes. days. But in Jake a week's and I will be. Time, 
Yes, we would. Ju- Stephen arrives on Wednesday, correct? Right, you will be getting there a week yes. from today. Wednesday, a week from today. Week. That's what I just Sunday. said, Jordan. Yeah. In a week's time, the Shock Factor podcast will be sharing a hotel room in Omaha, covering the baseball. We'll see. Report. I uh, we we. I don't know. Well, it sounds like we might have two hotel rooms, but we don't know. It all it all comes down to the the Emperor KP. I think we use one as our studio, and the other one. <laughs> I agree. We just bunk up. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Don't tell KP. I like, I like that move. That, uh, Steven Schock, you have the final word because I know you would like to say something to the world and, and flex on them a little bit. Flex on the, the great state of Delaware. Yeah, so um, while I was in a depressive state due to the nature of Virginia's season coming to an end, I had no time. I, now, most people who know me know I'm an absolute warrior. Yeah. Um, so I had no time to be sad. I just overcame that. I cried a little, maybe. Who knows? But anyway, I had to bounce back because the boys at Cape Henlopen and the Vikings had a damn state championship to go after. And what did we do? We went after it. We attacked. We won. We got the ship. I got a ribbon. It's sick. I was only there for a month, and they let me do it. They're awesome people, and they're a great great ball club. Like, I, I literally... I've never had an experience where I've absolutely never had a doubt that we are going to win until until this year, which is incredible. And these kids, they deserve it. So good job, team, from Coach Steve. You know, it, it was awesome. Thank you for letting me do it. Baseball at any level is freaking phenomenal. Go out and do it. Shouts out to Cape, Hon- Cape Henlopen alum and my high school baseball coach, also Coach Steve Mr. F, Stephen Forestieri, the greatest uh, five-sport athlete in Cape Henlopen in high school history. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Incredible him. Incredible shout out. Uh, and, uh, and, yeah, shout out to Eastern Connecticut winning the D3 World Series. There's your Beyond D1 for the week. And uh, we will be back next week, possibly in person first. Who knows? Possibly not. We'll see. Either way, thanks for listening. Thank you to SU Cognitive for sponsoring. Thank you to Geico. Thank you to Geico for the recording studio. For the studio. And uh, (laughs) we uh, we will see you next week and enjoy the Super Regionals.